You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Menzel, and this is our Adelaide Day One Ashes Report. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, day-night Ashes men's test cricket is finally here, and let's head straight to the Adelaide Oval to hear all about it from our reporters on the scene. Thank you, Menace. Uh, Here with Robert Craddock here after day one of the second test, and uh, the predictions were correct, Crash. Um, A lot of spite out there today. A lot of feeling between these two teams and there's a lot to play out in that department as the match goes on. Uh, After day one, Australia sits at four for 209. Interesting day of test cricket, but England won the toss and sent Australia into bat. Four wickets, probably not enough. Is that how you saw it? Categorically, Australia's day. And you can say, oh, they kept the runs down, but... Really, that was uh, it was a difficult wicket, difficult to score in front of the wicket, and to absorb three hours of floodlit cricket and lose only three wickets to the bowlers. There was a run out, of course, Bancroft. Um, definitely Australia's day. If you said to England, Joe Root, you'll only take four wickets today, he would have said, oh, 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 I'll bat first. You know, so mm. Australia's day beyond question. Mm. Chris, can you? Get inside why Joe Root went the way he did, because if you look at the history of test matches in Adelaide, uh, only Joel Garner's team led team in 1982. They're the only side that has ever done what England is trying to do here, that is winning the toss, choosing to bowl and going on to win the test. It, it just doesn't happen here. 
Yeah, and, and I, I think you've got to be a very mentally strong team to bowl first and win because it means you're batting second. It means you're putting pressure on your bowlers first up, and I don't think they are a mentally strong team. England, they're not bad, yeah. but if you, generally speaking, particularly in Adelaide, it's been a bat first, bat first, bat first wicket. So I can't see them getting out of it, to be frank, because I just was watching the play tonight thinking if Mitchell Stark was bowling here, he would have taken three for ten at some point. Mm. So, uh, look, uh, an encouraging day for Australia. They showed fight. They chipped in. Kawaja chipped in. Warner was good. Hanscombe, Sean Marsh, very good again. But Stephen Smith, the, the absolute fierce war of words, I've never seen him carry on like that. And, and it's not a bad thing either. He took them on at the sledging stakes. They went hard at each other. But uh, he was fired up as much as I've ever seen him. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Crash, have you seen many batsmen in your time who who sledge to that extent? I mean, they're the ones usually copying it. There might be the, the wry smile or the little word here and there. But, I mean, it, it, he almost flipped the tables to the point where he was being the aggressor. It's very rare. Javed Mandad used to sledge. Uh, he'd walk to the wicket and, like I say, morning Javed. And he said, uh, won't be a good morning for you by the time I finish with you under this hot sun. He, he, he had it, you know. Michael Atherton once came to the wicket and was feeling nothing inside him, so he turned and said to Moen, Moen Khan, the Pakistan wicketkeeper, just shut up today, Moen. You know, don't annoy me at all. Of course, it fired him up, and that fired up Atherton, and he was away. So batsmen have used it as a tactic to motivate themselves over the years, but very, very rare. Viv Richards, but most batsmen know the percentages are not in their favour. Are you concerned at all about... I mean, we didn't see anything that seemed to suggested had gone over the line today. There was two occasions, I think, where the umpires did intervene. Uh, that was Stuart Broad and, and Steve Smith going at each other for an over. And then when James Anderson positioned himself in a fielding position at short mid-on where he was virtually standing side-by-side side with Smith at the non-striker's end, um, are you concerned about things getting out of control here? Yeah, I, I love the spice of it. I really do. I think cricket needs these sort of confrontations. Uh, it's not beyond the pale. It's not beyond the spirit of cricket, but it's the ashes. And uh, I said in my story, there's a, a, a bit of a theory that normally in the ashes, there's a Sydney syndrome. By the last test of the series, they're at each other's throats. There's just all these one-on-one rivalries. And by Sydney, everyone's over it and at each other. Mm. They've reached the Sydney syndrome long before they've got to Sydney. They've mm. just about had enough of each other already. Yeah. It's a good thing for Ashes cricket, I've mm. got to say. I don't see stuff, anything there that's embarrassing or anything like that. Mm. But uh, it's a spicy, old-fashioned Ashes. And I've got to say, Ashes, that's the Ashes. Yeah. Just a, a few details um, to wrap up. England's bowlers ha- had some good periods. But as you said, I, it just didn't seem like they got their lengths right early. Maybe the rain didn't help. Certainly the heavy wind early didn't help. Mm. Um, Craig Overton, in a way, sort of showed the others up, didn't he? And, and that wicket of Steve Smith, he'll never mm. forget that. He was steady. Smith was, uh, called him slow to his face, which, you know, once again, is unprecedented. But uh, he looks a, a willing, handy prospect, a good battle-hardened young player. But you're right, the pressure of bowling first, you know, Anderson and Broad lost their radars, I think, in David Warner's first 13 overs at the wicket, one ball he faced would have hit the stumps. Not good enough. So I just, leaving the ground bed now, feeling England have thrown this one away a bit. 
they, there's so many twists and turns ahead. That may be an irrational statement, mm-hmm. but I just think Australia, yet again, has weathered the storm. The one thing in England's favour is if they can get a couple early tomorrow, there's, you know, they break this partnership between Hanscom and, yeah. and, uh, and Marsh. Tim Payne hasn't played a lot of cricket. They could get through the tail quickly if they bowl well, but you get the feeling if Hanscom or Marsh, one of those guys, is able to go on and get a ton, it's almost game over. Well, it is because it means his nightmare situation for England, Australia Mm. bats till sunset. Good luck. M. Stark, pink ball, carnage. Australia 2-0, ashes all but gone if that happens tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So plenty of responsibility here on Hanscom and Marsh. Uh, they put up a great partnership earlier in the year in Ranchi where they saved a test match and, you know, pretty tough stuff tonight to get through under light. So they'll resume in the morning. Australia 4 for 209, uh, going to make it, uh, going to try and make it uh, four pink ball wins from as many starts. Thanks for your company. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, Menace. Thanks a lot. Great stuff, and thanks for listening to Cricket Unfiltered. We'll be back tomorrow with another Daily Ashes update, but remember you can head straight to dailytelegraph.com.au for the online blog, or you can subscribe to this podcast on whatever app you listen to podcasts on. Thanks again, and we'll be back tomorrow. 